Okay, let's start our uh, discussions again. Back in Eretz Yisrael, Parshas Kisavo, Tavshin Ayin, Baruch Hashem, back in Eretz Yisrael. As we start off, it's, uh, I shouldn't say a new, uh, sheets are over there, uh, a new uh, round, because we're still in from Bracious through uh, Zosavracha, but it's still Tavshin Ayin. But it's a new year, as we uh, like to think of Elul as a, as a new beginning, even though it's the last month of the year. But we have a new set of of Parshios. Um, just by note, I think next week the shear will be Monday night, because I have uh, smachot and I'm busy the rest of, almost every other night of the week. So Monday night, 8:45, and uh, we'll uh, we'll announce where it's going going to be as um, for these uh, the next weeks. Okay, so that's Monday night, but keep uh, hopefully by uh, by Shabbos we'll, we'll announce where. Parshas Kisavo. Can start off with a th- uh, a short thought. I'd like to have little uh, one-liners. Uh, to start off with, I mentioned this in a Haggadah uh a number of years ago, and that is based on the Pasuk towards the beginning of the Parsha. The Pasuk says in Parach Havav Pasuk Hay, as we know the beginning of the Parsha talks about the Parsha of Bikurim. When one brings Bikurim to the Beis HaMikdash, mm-hmm. there's a special uh, ceremony that is that is performed. The Kohen takes the basket, and we start off by saying, Arami Oved Aviv, Ayer Mitzrayma, an Aramian Oved Avi caused problems for my father, meaning Lavan caused problems for Yaakov Avinu, Vayered Mitzrayma, and he caused him to go down to Mitzrayim, Vayagashimimse Ma'at. We've dealt with in the past. Why are these Psukim picked? There aren't enough Psukim in Sefer Shmos about Yitzhak Mitzrayim. We have to pick Psukim at the end of Dvarim to put into the Haggadah? Okay, but that's not for now. But the question that is asked is, Lavan caused problems for my father, tricked my father, Vayered Mitzrayma. And they went, they went down to Mitzrayim. What exactly is the connection between Lavan tricking Yaakov and Vayered Mitzrayma? It flows right next to each other in the, uh, in the, in the Psukim. That Lavan tricked and Vayered Mitzrayma. So says the Al-Sheikh, a very sharp thought. The Al-Sheikh HaKadosh, again, one of the few people in, in history who merit the appellation HaKadosh after his name. Says the, in the source number one, the Koras HaLashabbos Oneg. What does Lavan, who tricked Yaakov Avinu with his daughters, have to do with Yitzhak Mitzrayim? Says the Alshaf, it's simple, ABCs. What did Lavan do? Lavan tricked Yaakov and put Rachel there, put, took out Rachel and put in Leah. If Lavan hadn't tricked Yaakov, then Yaakov would have married Rachel like he was supposed to. If Rachel would have been the wife, then who would have been the Bechar? Yosef would have been the Bechar. If Yosef was the Bechar, the brothers wouldn't have been jealous because he should have gotten the best treatment, the preferential treatment, because he was the Bechar. They wouldn't have sold him to Mitzrayim. Ibn Yisrael wouldn't have gone down to Mitzrayim. Arami, Ovid, Avi, because Lavan tricked Yaakov and switched the wives, that started the whole Ta'alich of Yerida, because if Yosef had been the Bechor, no problem. Because Reuben was the Bechor, that's why, why is Yosef getting the preferential treatment? And in that way, caused Yerida le Mitzrayim. That's the Alshach starting us off. Okay. We continue with another introductory thought, and that is about the name of the Parsha. We've had these in the past, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, in the beautiful new set, the Gutnik edition. At the beginning of every Parsha, he has a thought on the name of the Parsha. The name of the Parsha. Kisavo. So what's so special about Kisavo? Last week we had Kiseitze, right? You go out. Kisavo, now you go in. Kiseitze, Kisavo, and then next week, Nitzavim, you stand up straight. This is the, the Elul always has these Parshias. You're going out, you're going in, you're standing up straight in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Vayelech, and then, then you go to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what exactly is the significance of the name Kisavo? Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe in source number two. Kisavo means when you enter. As in the verse, Kisavo el Haaretz, when you go into Eretz Yisrael. At which point, according to the Torah, does entering occur? How do you define entering? If I go into a room, when am I called in the room? Do we say that as soon as a person puts his hand in a room, he has entered? Usually when we go into a room, that our hand is the first thing that goes into the room. Right? Either if our hand is on the doorknob, for sure, if we're pushing the door, are we in? We put our hand in. Is that called in? Have I entered? Right? Or, or does he have to put most of his body inside? Right? It's the hand, then it's the nose. The Gemara talks about that. The first part of our body that goes in is our nose. Right? That's the thing that sticks out in front of us after our hand. After that, maybe some, sometimes it's the stomach, depending on, uh, depending who. 
Um, but uh, does he have to put most of his body? What, what about most of his body? So is, is he in yet? Or does he have to be his whole body in? When is somebody in? So says the Slobavitcher uh, Rebbe, a similar question could be asked about a nation. Am Yisrael. When is Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael? When did they go in? When was it considered, oh, we're in? Right when they crossed the Yardin. Say for Yoshua? No. When are they in? When the first few people arrived? Or do they have to all arrive and settle before we could truly have entered? So, so says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, quotes the Gemara in Chulin, Bia b'miksat slav shma bia. A partial entrance is not called entering. Entering has to be complete. Entering has to be full. What does Rashi say at the beginning of the parsha? Ki savo'u el ha'aretz. Rashi says right at the beginning, Rashi says, when you all go into Eretz Yisrael. Uh, and not only when you all go in. Uh, first Rashi on the parsha. Until you went in 14 years later, when everybody was settled in the land. That's a complete entering. When we go into something, it's not called going in unless we're all there. Unless we're completely there, unless the nation is completely there. Says Lubavitch Rebbe, what's the Musar Haskel? Whenever we're in anything, whenever we're involved in anything, we're involved in a mitzvah, we're involved in a conversation, we're involved in a chesed, we have to be totally in it. We have to be totally in the mitzvah. Are you involved in the mitzvah? Partially, a little bit. In, in the mitzvah is totally in the mitzvah. This teaches us a powerful lesson in daily life. We should enter ourselves totally and wholeheartedly into everything that we do for a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Top of the next column. In order to be, reach a state of total immersion, a person must temporarily relinquish any other cares or concerns and dedicate himself un- unrestrainedly to the matter at hand. The Shulchan Aruch and Ilchas says when we daven, the, what does kavana mean? Kavana means, but first, removing everything else from our brain. Right? If, if we're thinking about something else, Rachman al-Islan, sometimes we look around, you know, during Chazor HaShatz, and we see people texting on the, on, the, on the phone. Are they in davening? Are they in davening? Kisavo el haaretz. Eretz Yisrael is totally there. When we talk to somebody, what a difference it makes if when we talk to somebody, are we typing? Are we talking on the phone to somebody else when we're talking to somebody in front of us? If we give the person in front of us our complete attention, that's a conversation. We're in that conversation. Kisavo el haaretz. We should enter into, he says at the end, every mitzvah that we perform and every act in which we serve God. Then our observance of Judaism will become alive, literally. We have to be there. We have to be in there. This reminds us of a thought, the last thought we said last year, Parshish Mishpatim. We quoted a Kutzka Rebbe. With a, uh, one of the last few seconds of Parshish Mishpatim says, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Alei Eli Hehara Ve'yesham. Go up the mountain and be there. When you go up the mountain, you're there. What do you mean go up the mountain and be there? I'm there. I climbed the mountain. Says the Kutzker. No, you could climb the mountain and you could not be on the mountain. You could go. We could go to a certain place and we could. We cannot be there. We cannot appreciate where we are. We cannot reflect on the on the unique quality of the of this of the situation. Go on the mountain. Go to the mitzvah. But then be there. Be there. Do the mitzvah. Be involved in the mitzvah. That's the name. Kisavo el haaretz. When you go into Eretz Yisrael, when you do any mitzvah, when you're involved in any mitzvah, says Lubavitch Rebbe, be involved in it. Don't do it half-baked. Don't do anything half-baked in life. The more we're into it, the more it would be meaningful for us. Alei Eli hahara ve'yesha. Good. Next point is a halachic issue, a major machlokas rishonim. But it, of course, has hashkafic undertones. As we mentioned, we have um, we have uh, um, the parsha of Mikra Bikurim at the beginning of the parsha, and the pasuk says, "What are we supposed to declare when we put our Bikurim down in in the base of Migdash?" Hashem took us out with a strong hand, and with signs and mofsim. I'm sorry, in Pazak Zion I skipped. We screamed out to Hashem our God. We heard our call. Right? The whole parsha. Pasuk Yud Aleph. You should be happy with everything you have after you bring Bikurim. And the convert amongst you. 
That's what the Pasuk says. Rashi, right here. Ba'ager shebekerbecha. Mevi ve'eno kore. Ager brings bikurim, but he does not say mikra bikurim. That is Shitas Rashi. Can't say mikra bikurim. Why? She'eno yochalomar lavoseinu. He can't say, Our four, it wasn't his forefathers. He was not Jewish. He's a convert. Rashi says, maybe they know Kori. He has the Mitzvah Bikurim. He can't do Bikurim Bikurim. It would be a lie. That she does Rashi. It's based on a Gemara and Makas Dafyutes. So you read the Rashi. Okay, we keep going. But if we look around a little bit, the majority of the Rishonim argue on Rashi. And a Ger is allowed to do Mikra Bikurim. We'll start with a letter, a source that we've read in the past. We've read the second half of this source. Now we're going to read the first half of the source. There's a letter printed in the Igris HaRambam, the letters of the Rambam, written to Rabbi Ovadia Hager, an, is, an Islamic convert, somebody who used to be, used to be uh, from Islam, converted to Judaism. So the second part of the letter, which we've had in the past, talks about that he complains to the Rambam that everybody is making fun of him and screaming at him that he used to be an Ovid of Arizara. So the Rambam says, first of all, you tell them that you were never an Ovid that he used to be an Ovid Avodah So the Rambam says, you tell them that you were never an Ovid Avodah Because I don't think, says the Rambam, that Islam is Avodah Christianity, maybe, but not Islam. And the Rambam added, and you tell them they're screaming at you? The Gemara says, whoever gets angry is as if they worship Avodah That was the second half of the Tshuva. But now we're going to do the first half of the Tshuva. The Ger asked the Rambam, what do I say in davening? What do I say in davening? Right? What do we say every day? Does a ger say that? Could a ger daven? Half of davening, we talk about davos. Right? Could a ger say that? What does a ger do? Whenever there's a bracha, whenever there's a tefillah, what happens? Half of davening. Says the Rambam, source number three. This is a translation of Arabic. Everything we have from the Rambam was originally written in Arabic except for Mishnah Torah. The Mordechai was written in Arabic. Pirushim Mishnayos was written in Arabic. Everything, even Sefer Hamitzvos, was written in Arabic. The only thing that he wrote in Hebrew and Lashon Hakodesh is Mishnah Torah. So all these letters were translated from the vernacular from Arabic. This is like received this letter from the Ger. Yishalem Hashem Paolo. Hashem should give him a lot of schar. Sheila Rishona Al Iske Habrachos Vatilos Brachos and Tvilos Bein Cholav Bein Atzmacha. Oh, to spell up at Tzibor. What if you're davening privately or you're the chazan? If you're the chazan, you say anything different? Even if you're supposed to say something different privately, what about when you're the chazan? Hayesh l'chol omar every Shabbos. Elokeinu velokei avoseinu retzevim nuchaseinu asher kiddushanu b'mitzvosav hivdilonu minahamim bachar banu mikolamim. Right? Bachar banu? Was I at our Sinai? The Gera asks. Am I allowed to say that? V'shein chazan. What about benching? Everything mentions Avos. What does a ger do? He asked the Rambam. Right, it was before the Shulchan Aruch. He didn't know where to look. Right, he sees Gemaras, he sees Yerushalmi's, Bavli's. What do I do, Rambam? Tell me. You can't get a holiday without a bracha like that. Says the Rambam. Tshuva. Yesh l'cha lomar hakol ketiknan. Say everything exactly as you see it. The Al Tishaned Davar says the Rambam, don't change a word. El Kamoshi is Palo Vyavara Kalazrahmi Israel, just like every JFB Jew from birth, right? Just like every JFB, Kachroy Lolavarikul is Palel. So too every Jew born Jew, so too you. Bainsha is Palalta Yahidi, Bainsha Yitashliaf Sibor. Doesn't matter if you're davening privately or you're the Chazan. You say everything like a born Jew. The Iker Hadavar, what's the root of this? Why? Why do I say this? Remember the Rambam, as we'll see, there are Gemaras on both sides of the issue. But the Rambam is convinced by Svara. What did the Rambam say? The Iker Hadavar, Avinu Hu Kalam Who started monotheism? Who started the beliefs that we believe in? Avraham was not a born Jew. He wasn't. He worshipped Avodah Zarah, the Ramam himself says. He was the one that started telling everybody about God. Unbelievable challenge. Nobody should have the challenges that Avram Avinu had. The Nisyonos. Everybody in the world. There was no such thing as God. And he had the, the, the inner fortitude to say, oh my, there must be something above this. 
Would we have figured out a Kaddish Baruch Hu if nobody had told us, if we weren't born with this? It's unbelievable. The Nisayon said, said Adam spread it. The Hechlis Rabin Tachas Kanfi Eshkina, and he told everybody about a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and he taught them, and he taught all of his children. It says the Rambam at the end of line three. The call Hamiyachi Shmoshel Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kamoshachasa Torah. If anybody follows Avram's path, Talmidav Shel Avram Avinu Brebeisohein. He is a Talmud of Avram Avinu. You believe in it? You're a Talmud of Avram. The Kulan Echzer Lamutav. Avram Avinu is the source of it all. Line eight. Lefichach. Therefore, Yesh Lacholomar Lakena Lakevoseinu. Sha'Avraham Uavicha. My my Ovadia says the Rambam. Avram's your father. Avram's your father. Who got Eretz Yisrael first? Who was promised first? First Ben Avasarim? Avram Avinu. Avram was the first one. The first one who took a teal in life. In Eretz Yisrael. Whenever we go on a teal, right? we're following Avram Avinu. I, what about later events now? Okay, Avram Avinu, you got me. What about Hosei Sanam Yisraelim? Benching. Is he allowed to say that? Did he leave Egypt? Now we're already getting later in history. Look at these lines. If you want to change the Nusuk because you don't feel right and you want to say, If you feel more comfortable that way, fine. If you don't want to change it, it's also fine. Why? Once you came under the wings of the Shechina, there is no difference between us and you. It's as if you were included in the miracles. Why you know? But it's as if. Because once you join the Jewish people, the sum is greater than all of its parts. You become part of the Jewish nation, you're part of it. You're part of it, says the Rambam. Even if the words aren't really true, it's good enough. You're part of Am Yisrael. Yeshayo says in the in the Haftorah from uh, from a fast day. I'm not a Ben Necha. The stranger is no different than a born Jew. And you can even say, Why? Gave you the Torah. Right? That's what we hold. We even mentioned in a in a parsha a few a few weeks ago in the in the summer that there's a medrash that says, as we know, every Jew is at Har Sinai, and every Jew is connected to a letter in the Torah. Every letter in the Torah that says 600,000 letters in the Torah, there aren't exactly, but that's the Medrash, 600,000 Jews, every one of us has a letter in the Torah. The Gerim, they weren't at Harsinai. They're the Tagim. They're the little crowns on the letters. And that's why the Gemara says in Menachas that Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, who was descendant of Gerim, he was sitting darshaning the Tagim, the crowns. Because Dafki, he was doing that. He was learning out halachas from the three little crowns on the top of the shin and the, letter, the crowns on top of this. Because he was from Gerim. And don't think that you're anything less, says the Rambam. And then finally, last paragraph. Anything that I told you, that you shouldn't change anything, you know what my biggest proof is? We return to our Parsha. What does it say in the Mishnah? The Mishnah says that a Ger does not say it. But, if you look in the five lines down, the Ramam says, Ve'ena halacha. That is not what we hold. We hold, like it says in the Yerushalmi, the Yerushalmi quotes a Rabbi Yehuda who says, Ger atzmo mevi v'kore. He brings, and he's kore against Rashi. Rashi argues with the Yerushalmi. Rashi passes like a Gemara in Makas Tafyutes. But, says the Rambam, I hold like the Yerushalmi, av hamon gayim nesaticha, and that is what we assume halacha lamaisa. That is what the Ritva says also on the Gemara in Makas. I gave it to you in the next source. Gerim bench, like, uh, and Davin, and everything. They are exactly like, uh, born, born Jews. Everything. So that is a halacha lamaisa, uh, machlokas, Rashi, and the Rambam, but it has halacha, hashkafic, hashkafic ramifications. Okay, we move on. Perachavav pasik tezayin. 
Chavav Tezayin. We continue after Mikra Bikurim. We have the Parsha of Biur Maestros. We get rid of all the Maeser. We were supposed to give Maeser Rishon to the Levi, Maeser Sheni to Bishalayim, Maeser Ani. And then we say Vidui. We have a confession. A confession that we did everything we were supposed to do. And at the end of that confession, right after that, the Torah tells us at Shlishi, Hayom Hazeh Hashem Alokechad Matzavcha Lasos Achokim Ha'elev Atamishpatim. Hashem commands you to do all these mitzvos today. Today. Today Hashem's command. What do you mean Hashem commands you today? Harsina was 40 years ago. Right? The entire Sefer Dvarim is six weeks long. It's Moshe Rabbeinu's last six weeks of his life. Right? Rosh Chodesh, five weeks. Rosh Chodesh, Shvat, all the way until Zion Adar. The whole Sefer Dvarim. That's it. Other parts of the Torah take centuries. Right? And Dvarim is very, very short. So says the says the Pazik, today you have to do the Hashem's commanding you to do the mitzvahs. What do you mean today? Says Rashi, famous Rashi, famous Chazal. Bechol Yom Yu Beinecha Chadashim. Every day it has to feel like it's new. Ki'ilu Boba Yom As if today you were commanded. Even though children do not like school, when it's the first day, generally, there's a there's a tinge a tiny amount of excitement. Okay, they, they won't admit it. But there's a, you haven't seen your friends all summer. And it's this time of year. Right? It's Kisavo. Right? Yeah, it's a little bit. Who's my teacher? Where am I sitting? Okay, by the, the day at the time they come home, maybe it's, it's worn off. But at least while they're going there, while they're there, it's the newness, the excitement. We have to feel like it's the first day of school every day of our yadus. It's very hard. It's very hard not to have wake up and it's stale and we've done it already. Kilu bobayom. It's as if we got the tzivui today, as if we were just told about it. You ever doing a project for three months at work? Do a project. The first day you get the project, we're psyched. It's a new project. All these new information. We're trying to do different things this and that. And after a week, we're like, okay, when am I going to finish this already? And after a month, after two months, forget it. The first day of anything is exciting. Every day has to be exciting. Says the Lekach Tov. Source number six. Quoting from Rebbeim Chasman, there's another depth to this Chazal. Not just every day has to feel like it's newly commanded. Line three: Ha'aron Osefes v'hi shechiyavah mitzvahs mishtanim yom liyom. It's not just that it's new, but that there's a new obligation each day. Meaning, why? Why is that? I know it from yesterday. No, zos mishum shal ha'adam lahosef malav ha'kar b'chol yom. Every day, I'm a different person. I'm not the same person I was yesterday. So when I meet the obligation of tefillin today, it's not like the same thing I was. I was a different person today. If I have Shabbos this week, I shouldn't be the same person that I was last Shabbos. This is Shabbos for a new me, so it's a new Shabbos. It's a new chiyuf. If I'm a different person, if hopefully I've risen in the ranks of the on the spiritual ladder, if I'm a different person, so the obligation is different, right? What are the the uh, the more a person knows, the more a person needs to know. The Balamar says, "Lo yadati shiyadati, yadati shalo yadati." Quoted that in the past. When I re- realized I didn't know anything, that's that's already a mila. But every day is something new. The more Kodesh Baruch Hu demands more, the, the, higher, the more we push and the more we push. Every day we have a new obligation because we're new. And it goes even deeper, he says. Line 13. Hine, let me explain. Even though it appears in general that people are people. People are equal. We see a group of people. See a group of Talmudim? I gave my first uh, first year today. My Shona Bet guys, right? Many uh, new faces, new people. They all look okay. They're all Shona Bet guys. Everyone is different. Everyone is unique. Why? Because everybody's on a different level. Everybody meets their mitzvah, and everybody has a special tafket from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Just like we ourselves, every day is another avoda. Every day we meet the mitzvah differently because it's a new mitzvah, it's a new me. So to every person. And chas v'shalom, we look at somebody else then, what flows out of this. 
and judge them and compare myself to them or compare myself to anybody. Ukashame Shoshonim Hamba Machitsoni Yosam, line fifteen, just like they're different to their outside. They're different inside. Everybody's going at the at their own unique rate. And he gives an amazing mushal. He says, imagine there's a race. Two people are having a race. So I'm the, uh, I'm the I'm the I'm Mark on Mark I said go guy, right? So I give one of them a car. You have to drive to over there. You have to go to over there. I give one of them a car and one of them a donkey. And I say, any Mark? I said go. And one of them goes zoom. The guy with the car, I guess he turns around, he's looking at the guy with the donkey. Yeah. Oh, look at this guy. Look at this guy. What a slowpoke. What a guy. He's, I can't, he's such a lazy guy. Look at him. Just slow. Obviously. What, he could feel great about himself because he finished first? No, he has different Kalim. He has different abilities. He was in a different state, a different situation. Of course you got there because look what you have. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives everybody something different. For whatever reason, he gives this kochos to this person and this kochos to that person. And this person is this type of personality. And this person is that type of personality. But everybody has the mitzvahs relate to them in a different way. Just like each person has mitzvahs relate to them in a different way every day of their life. That's what it means. Every day for you it's new and for them it's new. And for him and for her. Every day it's new for everybody. That's the mushal is given on line 21 to 26. You know what might say to me? You know what? You could have gone even faster in your car. You could have done even better. We shouldn't be looking over our shoulder by the guy in the donkey. We should be looking and saying, maybe I could do better. Always focusing on ourselves. What could I do more? Not looking at the other guy. Look at them, right? But what could I do more? How could I be inspired more? How could I take my new mitzvah? You kachadoshim. How could I make it exciting? How could I get more into it? As we said before, kisavo, getting more into the mitzvah, getting more into the Torah. How could I get into it? That's b'chol yom kachadoshim. Okay. Moving right along. Parach of Zion, Pasik, Bays and Gimel. Right after Ravi. An amazing thought. Sukkim here talk about that after B'nai Yisrael go into Eretz Yisrael, we spoke about this a little bit last year, they have a tzivu, a command from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what they have to do as they cross the Yardin. And these were fulfilled. The Pesukim say in Sefer Yeshua, these were fulfilled. The day that you cross the Yardin, when Hashem gives it to you, you have to take big stones. Set up a huge, take a big stone. And put, put cement on it. Write the Torah on these rocks. Have big rocks. There's some big rocks in this country. Big rocks and write the Torah on it. That's the first thing you have to do when you come to this land of milk and honey. Put it, do that. Then it says you have to do the ones on Har Evil and Har and Har Grizim. If you remember last year, we spoke about the Malbim. There are two different Tzivuyim uh, here. What did it say? You go through, you set up rocks, you write the Torah on the rocks. What is that? What's the purpose? What are they doing? What are they writing the Torah on the rocks for? Who's it for? Says Rav Yerucham in Das Torah. End of line three. You know what this reminds me of? A sign that you put up on the top of a store. The shelet on top of the store. Or on the top of a factory. The front of a factory. Right? In Ezer Tassiah. The shelet lets people know what's inside. You see lumber. Right? Joseph's lumber. You know what's inside. You know it's a lumber place. So-and-so's electronics. The sign tells you what's inside. The sign tells you the token of what's inside. That's the shelet. Sometimes you're looking for something. You're looking for a store. And you see a place without a sign. And you walk in there, and it's totally not what you were looking for. You're like, what? I'm looking for electronics. Well, I didn't come into a flower store. Right? You go and you walk in there. There's no sign, but I, I, there's no address over here. I figure I took a guess. 
But if there's no sign, you have no idea what it is. If there's a sign there, ah, oh, I know what this is. I want to go to a fl- It says, it says Home Burgers. I walk in there and it's a pizza store. No, look at the sign. It's the home pizza store, not the home bur- Right? You look at the sign and it'll tell you what's inside. If there's no sign, you might find a lot of different things. Not, nothing homogeneous. If there's a certain factory that does one thing, there's a sign. This is what's in it. Says if you're you know what? I've always thought about, I've always thought about, wouldn't it be amazing Matov haya luhaya lahem la anashim al kolechad veechad shelet mifurat ubarur al kamasha bekirbo. Wouldn't it be amazing if people had signs? Wouldn't that be cool? Says Rav Yerucham. If on our forehead we had a sign about what we're about. They say the Arizal saw saw the sign. We do have signs. We just can't see it. The Arizal figured it out. He could see what what we're about. But says Rav wouldn't that be amazing? Right? You can see on this sign, oh, he's about, oh, what's he most into? You know, that's a big Musar Haskell. What would be our sign? What would be on there? Would it be, would it be cars? Right? Would it be, would it be, I don't know, food? What, what would be our sign? Says Rav wouldn't it be amazing? Because then I could go, I could go over to somebody who, who, who else, it also says Torah on it, it also says mitzvahs on it. I could go over to somebody who's like-minded, or it also says hamburgers on it, you know, maybe that's, he's my kind of guy, right? Whatever it is. Wouldn't that be amazing, says Yerucham, if people had signs? The Lama Iker Tachlisa, what am I about? What kind of factory am I? I'm a factory of what? My factory of Torah, of mitzvahs, of, of Staka? My factory of Staka? He says, Woe to us. Because we do have signs. But then Yerubi Rucham continues and says, You know what's going on here? That's just as an aside. He like, he like spoke for a moment. He got off. He says, Wouldn't it be great? Now he gets back to the Vart. But that wouldn't it be great is something to take home with us. But says Rabbi Rucham, Right when you cross the yard, then you know what? Take a big rock and write the entire Torah on it. You know what that message is? There's a warehouse called Eretz Yisrael. There's a sign on it. Hashem told Kla Yisrael, Hang up a sign on the door of Eretz Yisrael. And you know what that sign says? Kala Because this is a land of Kala this is a land of 613. When you first walk in, when you first open up shop, put up a sign. Unbelievable. Right exactly, right exactly. What's in it? What is this country supposed to be about? Don't make people go in to try to figure out what, what kind of factory it is. Like, without a sign, you walk in, like, what is this place? You have to walk down this aisle, down that aisle, what, what's it about? No, put up a sign so everybody knows exactly what they're going to find in this country. What am I going to achieve? What am I going to be able to, to receive? Ein shomaklum ki im hamafurats bahashelet. Nothing's here except what you see on the shelet. Sefer Torah prushu tluya pischa. It's like you have a Sefer Torah there. Al pesach v'isa mischar agadol azeh mischar eretz Yisrael. Hafochba vahafochba dekulaba. That's the shelet of eretz Yisrael. On the day that you go into eretz Yisrael, next paragraph. B'yom hashem tavros hayarden. Ra'otiru v'tiskaru tachlus aaretz. Know exactly. Remember what it's about. Right, the mischar, the, our business is Torah. Setting up a civilization and a society based on Torah and mitzvahs and chesed. Nothing else. Once you know that's what the land's about, then we can figure out what we're supposed to be about. This is the this is the Eretan of Cheres. What's the Amma Nivchar? What our shell is supposed to be? Shalat mi menu, shalat mi menu lerot esek ha'adam ba'olamo. What is our shalat? You know what our shalat is? The first two lines of Mesul Sisharim. What is he? Is it? He quotes it. Yisod ha'chasidus v'sharish ha'avoda 
It becomes true and not known to a person. What does he have to do? What does he have to think about? If you have this shelf, then you're fine. That's Rav Yeruchim. You set up the country. The first thing you go in is you put up a shell. You put up a sign to tell us what this country, what this country is all about. Okay, a couple more thoughts. Continuing in the parsha, we finally get to the largest quantitative topic that is in the parsha, and that's the brachas and the klalas. Klalas are larger. First, the brachas. Pasuk says. In Parachavchas, Pasuk Beis, that if you listen to Hashem, all the brachos will come to you. All the brachos should come to you, and they shall reach you. All the Mepharshim are bothered. What is that extra word coming to teach me? You'll get all the brachos. Okay, I'll get all the brachos. What do you mean I'll get all the brachos? And they'll reach me. Just give me the brachos. What do you mean they have to reach me? Two answers. One is by the Ksav Sofer. Ksav Sofer, who a couple days ago we learned in the Dafyomi Shir, made a siyam on every birthday. Every birthday he made a siyam asafta. It's an inspiration for us. Every every birthday he should make a siyam asafta, the Ksav Sofer. So Ksav Sofer says, what is that extra word? Vihisigucha. Bo'alecha, all the brachas vihisigucha. Nearly, says the Ksav Sofer. Source 9. Ki api harov, tsarecha adam leilech mi makomu makomu medina le medina. In general, general, what do we have to do to make a living? We have to, we have to travel. We have to travel sometimes, country to country, city to city. Right? If you're in, a, you got to sell your wares. You got to be a peddler. You got to be a traveler. You have to go from place to place. The ultimate bracha that we can have with our parnasa is that we can be at home, that we don't have to travel. That's the ultimate. We can sleep at home every night. That's the ultimate bracha that we could have. Sometimes it's, we're not zocha to it. If we have to look, in those days they left for six months; they didn't come back. They left for years; they didn't come back. Right? Some people from the Far East they go to different countries for years, but each in their own air in their own situation. But the bracha is sheyavo elav ha'ashiras bimkomo ubeiro. The ultimate bracha is you get it in your place in your city ubechalmakom sheyihiyah. You don't have to run after it. And if people think it's not so bad to travel, just ask the family that has to stay home with everybody else while they're traveling. Talk about the Ruch. The bracha is for everybody in the family. The bracha is, They should reach you. You shouldn't have to go and find them in other countries. They should get to you. You should be able to have it in your city. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll bump into you. That's the ultimate bracha. The first one, you know, causes you batala, jet lag, whatever it might be. The second type of bracha is no tircha. That's in Shema Tisha, Bechal Hashem Alokechef, we're zochef, we're on the level. We won't only get the brachas of HaKadosh Baruch but we'll get it at home, we'll get it, the Hisigucha, and they'll reach you. Very halachalamaisa for our day and age. The other answer given, I gave you, is from the Shem Shemana Tovar by Weinberger also asked, what is the Vihisi Gucha? He quotes one answer. Sometimes we run after something. We don't think it's a, we think it's a bracha, but it's not. But he gives another answer. Line six. The brachos you should get and they shall reach you. Meaning, you, us, we shouldn't be affected by the brachas. We shouldn't be changed by the brachas. We shouldn't become a different person by the brachas. Take the brachas and they should reach you as you are today. Just because we get a bracha doesn't mean we become a different per- person. Oh, Magi, look what I got. Kodesh Bracha loves me. Magi, oh, look, I must be doing something good. I must be in a, in a good state. No, no, no. Don't change. How many times have we seen people that struck it rich, that got a different kind of bracha, and all of a sudden they become different people? No, take the bracha. And the bracha is that you should remain the same person with the bracha. 
That's the ultimate bracha. If we take it in stride and we realize, okay, Kodesh Baruch is giving me this to do something with. It's my avoda. We have to realize, and then he says, he says the same word we find on the opposite, Rahman al-Islan. The same thing in the opposite way. Rahman al-Islan. If we have the opposite of bracha, all of those as well. HaKadosh Baruch Hu hasn't left you. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. The Yisigucha, be the same person. Even with the Brachos or the Klalos. Chazal talk about which is a greater Anisayan, Ashiris or Anias. It's not clear. But says the Shem and in our generation, people had this Nisayon in worse than extreme ways. The Tochacha came true in our century. There's nothing in the Tochacha that didn't happen between 1939 and 1945. Every Klala, and even Klalas and Aaron in the Torah came true. There is no tragedy in the history of the world on the, on the magnitude and quality and quantity that took place during the Shoah. We saw so many that had more tsaris than Eov had. Many of them left. We're not judging. It's not our place to judge. But so many kept their faith. So many lived through it. So many of the Kleisenberger Rebbe started a dynasty afterwards, after he lost his whole family. So many in their own way started a dynasty. How many of our parents and our grandparents? Those are people who fulfilled this Prusik. That's even harder than Brachosa But it goes both ways. No matter what a Kaddish Baruch who throws our way, whether it's Brachos, whether it's Klalos, what we have to do, the Prusik tells us, it's to try to keep even keel. Try to stay the same. And this fits as well with another Medrash. I gave it to you in the next source, Source 11. The Medrash says in the beginning of Shmuel, in the Yalkut and Shmuel, that there are four people in Tanakh that are called twice by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Avram, Avram, Yaakov, Yaakov, Moshe, Moshe, Shmuel, Shmuel. Three in the Torah, one in Navi. Four people that Hashem calls double. What's the, message, what's the message of calling double? Shmuel, Shmuel, the first time Hashem talks to him, says the Medrash in Source 11, Lashen Chiba, Lashen Zeros. It's a Lashen of love and encouragement. Hain, Hain, Ajlo Nidbar Imam. The Hain, Hain, Misha Dibar Imam. What does it mean, double? He's the same Avraham before and after. He's the same Avraham before he became Avraham Avinu. He's the same Avraham after Avraham Avinu. He's the same Shmuel before he became Shmuel Hanavi. He's the same Shmuel after. They weren't affected by the fact that they were the they were the Godoli Hador, that they were the leaders that Kadosh Baruch Hu spoke to them. Bilam Arasha did not fulfill this. He was the greatest of the prophets of the Anan Jews. And what is all what are all the Chazals? He wants more money. You're not worthy to talk to me. That's Bilam. He didn't do Vihisigucha. Moshe Rabbeinu, Yaakov, Moshe, Shmuel, Avram, they all fulfilled Vihisigucha. Okay, one last thought for the night. Of course, we have the bulk of the parsha. We have the tochacha, all the rachman al all the ninety-eight curses that are mentioned that will happen if we don't follow the Torah. Different than hagim, we read it a little lower. Can't be read. A little post can talk about it, how in some places, you know, the minhag is to read it so low that nobody can hear it. Nobody hears a word. That's not the point of it. If you don't hear it, you're not Yotze. That's not called Kriya Batsibor. It can be read a little lower. That's why many kinds, Bali Kriya, start off the first few seconds of the Aliyah very loud. Because when they have to get lower, they want to be loud enough for the Tzibor to hear it. So they start off the first few seconds very loud. So when they get lower, you can still hear it. Every word has to be clear. Toward the end of the Tochacha, not towards the end, all the way at the very end. At the end of the Tochacha, and the Tochacha gets worse and worse as it goes along. What's the last Pasuk in the Tochacha? The ultimate curse. The last Pasuk. 
Pasuk Samaches, 68. Hashem will send you back to Egypt in boats. On the way that I say, you won't come back. You'll be sold as, as servants and nobody will even want to buy you. You'll be such a lowly state of society. You'll be, go back in boats to Egypt. That's the worst. You read the Torah here. It's some pretty bad things. The worst is we're going to go back in boats to Egypt. What's so bad about that? Okay, go take a boat to Egypt. Take a boat back to Egypt. Just read some of the curses. Terrible. Children and mothers. Terrible. What, what does it mean? How is that the worst? How is that the buildup? So I quote something. I have to thank my Talmudim. I bought me a, bought a, bought a, bought a set of Svarim. I had a couple of Svarim over the summer, but one of them, I mentioned Derek Agav, somebody quoted to me a Bnei Soschar. So I have Bnei Soschar at home. I find it somewhat difficult a little bit to read, but I said, you know, if I have Bnei Soschar on Chumish, you know, maybe I'll try to look at it a little bit more, give a partish here. The next day I found a, a set of Igrit Dekala on my bed, right? And, uh, and uh, that's the Bnei Soschar on the Torah. It's the Igrit Dekala. So, Ritzvi Ali Mel Shapiro. So, we have our first Igrit Dekala that I think I've ever quoted. Source number 12. He says an exact thought that we've quoted before from the Ramban in another context, but he says it in his own way, and he says it with a unique, hidden hint to it in Pshad of our Pasuk. Here we go. Says the Igrit Dekala in Source 12. And I gave you the footnotes, which helped me understand it as well. Source 13 is the footnotes. Hashem runs the world in two ways. He reveals himself in two ways. One, in a natural way. In ways that we don't see him. One way is nature, the constellations, the heavens, the sun, the moon, the stars. Teva, where Hashem is hidden. Hashem is hidden. But we obviously know that Hashem is behind it. The quote that we've said before, Mother Nature has a father. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is behind it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is behind nature. In it, in nature, Hashem is hiding. That's one way that Hashem reveals Himself. Behester upon him through nature. The other way, obviously, is the open way, the miraculous nature. Miracles. But then he reveals himself openly, which is symbolized by the name of Hashem Yudke Vavke. He was, he is, he will be. He's always, he's there. Yudke Vavke symbolizes Hashem in control of everything openly. He makes everything exist. And he could totally negate everything if he wanted to. Those are the two ways that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself. In Teva, hiddenly, and Benes, miraculously, openly. Line 13. What did Mitzrayim, what did they think in Egypt, among other places? There's no God. Hashem's not in charge. Things just happen. What happened after Dam? Right? They did it. The, the, the Khartoumim did it. This is no God here. All the Makis. No, it's nothing. They denied Yud Vavke. They denied HaKadosh Baruch Hu being in charge. Even though it was miraculous. Al-Kenamar What did Paro say? Mi Hashem Asher Eilech. Min Yud Vavke. And what does, what does Hashem keep telling Moshe? Go back because the Makos are there so he recognizes me, that he recognizes me. Yurke Vavke, Yurke Vavke. They denied it. So now he says, What does he tell Hashem? What does he tell Moshe? Line 17. He has to learn that Ani Hashem, I am Hashem. Here's where he gets into his own unique message. What do you mean, Ani Hashem? There's a hidden meaning to the word Ani. I'll say it outside first and then we'll see it inside. If you take the name Yurke Vavke, which we've just said, says the Bnei Yisachar, is Hashem in nature, Hashem revealed. All the letters before Yurke Vavke and after Yurke Vavke. The hidden letters of Yurke Vavke, meaning if you take the Yud, the letter Tes and the letter Chaf. The letter before the Yud and after the Yud. And then you take the He, the letter Dalet and the letter Vav. 
You take Vav, the letter He, the letters before the letters Yud and He and Vav and He, and the letters after the letters Yud and He and Vav and He. Those eight letters are the hidden letters of Yud, K, Vav, K. If you do the gematria of those, those eight letters, 61. Ani is 61. When Hashem says Ani, Ani symbolizes His hidden involvement in the world. Yudke Vavke is his open, miraculous involvement in the world. The hidden involvement, the letters before Yudke Vavke and after Yudke Vavke, equals 61, that's the Ani. What do we say in Davening every morning? Ani Rishon, the Ani Acharon. I'm right before, I'm right after. That's the Ani. The Ani is before Yudke Vavke and is after Yudke Vavke. That's Ani, the Hashem is hidden behind the Yudke Vavke. Line 18, Kikvayadata, Ani, who his lapshus shem havaya. That is the clothing. That's what hides Yudke Vavke. The his tatras baosios akodmin bamucharim. Asherim begematri Ani. They're the gematri of Ani. As the Pazak says in Yeshayahu. Ani Mishavani Acharon. So what was he telling Paro? What did Moshe kept telling Paro? Ani Hashem, Ani Hashem, with the same. Yudke Vavke, Ani, Ani Hashem, it's the same, same God. Paro, you have to learn that lesson. That's where all the makos were teaching. Ani Hashem What do we say at the end of Shema? Ani Hashem Lokechem. Ani Hashem Lokechem. Ani is the hidden. It's the Teva. It's the Hester. Hashem is the Yudke Vavke. That's the message. So now we get back to the Pasuk. Unbelievable. Says the Igrit Takala. Hashem says, The Heshivcha Hashem Ba'anios. Heshivcha Hashem Mitzrayim Ba'anios. I will return you. It doesn't say Limitzrayim. It just says Mitzrayim. I will return you. Mitzrayim, what does Mitzrayim mean? Like Mitzrayim felt, like Mitzrayim believed. Ba'anios. What is Anios? The Anis. The plural of Anis is Anios. There's going to be so many tsaris. The whole Tochacha, you know what the final ultimate tsara is? When you just don't believe anymore. There's so much hidden Hester upon him. The whole Tochacha, the ultimate Tzara is when we forget it all. We go back to believing like Mitzrayim believes. There's no such thing. There's so much Ani. There's Anios. There's so much Hester in the world. So we just forget it all and we throw it all away. We go back to the belief like Egypt believed. And there's nothing There's nothing else left to hope for. There's no more hope anymore. You throw it all away because the Kaddish Baruch Hu is not there. That is the ultimate Tzara. Our job is never chas v'shalom to let it get to this point. With all the difficulties, with all the tragedies, we have to remember, it's just not, not just a bunch of anis, it's ani rishom, ani acharon. It, Hashem is there. Hashem is behind. You can look at the footnotes. He quotes the Bnei Yisachar elsewhere, one of his other svarim. We quote this whole mahalach as well. Ani is just the guf of the Yudke Vavke. It's the covering. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always there. Sometimes we don't see him. It's the lavush. Right? We don't see him. But... He is always there, as we believed, as we believe, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the same Yudke Vavke and the same Ani. Hashem, we should be Zoha to the full Yudke Vavke, not just have to rely on the belief of Ani, but to have the full Yudke Vavke. So Hashem, uh, again, uh, we will try. Those also, I mentioned those, met some people over uh, over the summer that didn't know, A, that it was broadcasting in the summer, and B, that it had switched websites. So again, if anybody knows that anybody who had been listening to the Shirim, just please, uh, again, let them know that the new site, the OU, OU, um, OU.org, the Torah website, and the and that we're on, and now Baruch Hashem again weekly, Baruch Hashem next Monday will be the, uh, will be the Shir, and the place will be announced.